the holiest of weeks is coming. You know, I was thinking mm-hmm. we have a name for Thursday. We have a name for Friday. We have a name for Saturday. Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, they get a little left out. So fun fact. Okay. Sometimes that Wednesday of Holy Week is known as Spy Wednesday. Spy? Because that's when when Judas, especially with the gospel that's read that day at Mass, when Judas, you know, gives it goes to the authorities and gives Jesus up for those 30 pieces of silver. And we call it, it's like 007. Spy Wednesday. 007 Wednesday. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. No matter what day of the week you're listening, That's, it's, it's holy. It's still holy as we prepare to enter into Palm Sunday this Sunday and begin Holy Week. Really one of my favorite weeks of the year. It's just nice to start to get into the rhythm of celebrating the Paschal Mystery in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm excited because it's our first Holy Week together yeah. here at the parish. So it'll be nice to celebrate that. And, of course, along with all of our parishioners in the community. Uh, Perrysburg's on spring break this week, so some people are out of town. But Anthony Wayne was just on spring break last week, so some people are back in town. So and come, some people are on spring break after Easter. Yeah. I can't keep track of everybody's schedules, but we're going to see people there. I'm not on spring break till like, mid-May. <laughs> That's when you self-declared your spring yes. break. I guess it's technically still spring till the middle of June. Right. So you've got time. I, I got it in. You've got time. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, with, you're like me, we're a little fair-skinned. So just make sure you take your sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Wherever you go. Right. Lather it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so details for this weekend, Palm yeah. Sunday. First of all, good news. We've got free stuff. Palms. Yeah. Come and get them. No charge. You can get. They're all yours. Three for zero or five for zero. Spe- we're running a special to ten for zero. So this day only <laughs> this day only Sunday or Saturday. Uh, but when you do come this weekend, expect to begin in Ron Colley Hall. Yeah. And a lot of people are familiar with this, but let's just sure. talk about the setup of the liturgy a little bit. What takes place within the Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday liturgy? Yeah, it's one of the things that makes it unique that ideally you do gather in a separate space and you read the um, the passage about the palms, which we'll, which we'll do. And um then uh, there's a little procession uh, in the church for the rest of the Mass. Yes. It should be grand. Yeah. And, of course, it's also known as Passion Sunday because we'll do uh, the reading of the Passion. That's where in year A, it'll be uh, the Passion according to Matthew. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, yeah. just fun fact, the preliminary gospel reading also matches right. Matthew, Matthew as well. Yep. And then coming up later next week, we will hear from John for the Passion on Good Friday. Yep. Uh, Palm Sunday Mass schedule, nothing's different. Five on Saturday or nine or 11. Yep. It'll be a little bit longer, so just plan some extra time uh, mm-hmm. just to make sure that you don't feel like you have to rush out and you can be fully present to what is unfolding this weekend. Yeah. Then, coming up after Palm Sunday, as we said, we are just kind of moving into the rest of Holy Week. Uh, on Wednesday night, there's not something here at the parish, but you're involved in Tenebrae over at the cathedral. I am. So, yeah, I got uh, involved with that a few years ago. My stint might be close to, to over with that. Your but, retirement uh, your retirement yes, is coming? Uh, my my term. I'll be uh, chatting one of the lamentations. The Tenebrae really focuses on the darkness. It comes from a word meaning darkness. And mm-hmm. so as we're 
and on the eve of the triduum, you know, they, they do things with a gradual diminishment of, of the light. Sure. And, um, you know, and then Jesus being, you know, buried in the, in the tomb. Uh, so it's a nice, it's a whole different kind of, kind of thing than we have here. Uh, but it's, right. um, yeah, if you're, if you're free Wednesday evening, 730 at the cathedral, um, you know, obviously a little more solemn. Sure. Um, but uh, it's a unique liturgy. Now, when you say chanting the Lamentations, is it from the Book of Lamentations? Yes. Okay, so it's not, you're it's not just one. lamenting. Yeah, uh, my own personal Lamentations. <laughs> I, have I have to, to do, do this podcast. podcast. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are so on the same page. Uh, you should you should just sneak it in and be like, oh, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. We know, Father Joe. Turn the mic off first and then... <laughs> Do a little pre-lamentation, lamentation. Okay. <laughs> Just a little a little ahead of the game. So again, that's 7.30 Wednesday night at Rosary Cathedral in yep. Toledo if you want to join Father Jeff and his lamentations. All right, then we, uh, back here at the parish, have Holy Thursday, Good Friday, the Easter Vigil, and Easter Sunday. So let's just recap the schedule real mm-hmm. quick so people know what's going on. Holy Thursday Mass will be at 7 p.m. Yep. For many people, one of the highlights of the whole liturgical year as we celebrate the Mass of the Lord's Supper. The nice thing is each of these um, Masses, liturgies, have something unique to them, which make, which does make them special. Absolutely. Let me add to, um, uh, Father Jeff Walker uh, puts together this, this little seven-church pilgrimage. Uh, he's oh, yeah. done this at various places that he's been. Um, so we're, we're involved with that. So you should be seeing something in the bulletin about that. I think there's even something you can download that has reflections and even oh, wow. some musical things as you're going from church to church. It's all in our area. You're not near heading to Mansfield or anything. But sure. It's a little Holy Thursday pilgrimage to stop at each of these uh, different parishes in our area just to say some prayers Very uh, cool. in the altars of, of repose. So just, and what's better is you get to know another Father Jeff. Yeah. You can never have too many. Yeah. He may or may not actually be around, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He just organized it. He's organizing it. And our church will be open for prayer till 11 that night. Because of that, so that, um, you know, as people are doing this pilgrimage. Uh, We participated in Huron when Father Jeff Walker was in uh, Sandusky, and people people came. Um, So it's kind of a cool thing to kind of be in the chapel and then kind of see different people pop in and out as part of their little pilgrimage. It's nice. Yeah. And just in case you don't know, Father Jeff Walker is the pastor down at St. Thomas Thomas More. Bowling Green. Yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. I just, no need to apologize. You didn't offend anyone. I I was apologizing to him in his absence. (laughs) It's just that Father Jeff wavelength that you have. Yeah, right. I I understand. They're basically the same person. So so that's Holy Thursday Mass at 7. Good Friday, we have Stations of the Cross at 2 Mm o'clock that afternoon. And then we also have the Good Friday service that we do at 7 p.m. And we've always done the Good Friday service in the evening here at John the 23rd, just as a good alternative for people to be able to make it that have worked during right. the day. Yeah. Um, and it's not just people that can't go in the afternoon. It's really a, kind of a lot of the normal people from our church as well. But it's nice to have a, a different time for people to attend. And yeah. So that'll be Good Friday at 7 o'clock. Then on Saturday, we have the Easter Vigil this year at 8.30. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Easter Vigil a little bit? Yeah. Uh, of course, it starts, you know, the reason it's so late, you know, the, the idea is it starts when it's dark, uh, and then you you bless the you know, the fire and the candle, and, you know, there's this gradual spreading of, uh, of the light as we're, sure. we're celebrating the light of Christ, you know, coming, bursting through the darkness, you know, of death into into life. And, of course, the Easter Vigil is also when— those who've been preparing to um, 
receive the sacraments of initiation in the church. We'll be receiving those, mm-hmm. uh, baptism, confirmation, Eucharist. And so, yeah, it's a great time of um, celebrating with them um, in their their journey in the in faith. And, yeah, just, a, it's a, just another good night. Absolutely. And then on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, we have our normal Mass schedule, 9 and 11 a.m. But. Go ahead. We will have. A bon- bonus masses in Ron Colley Hall. So also, bonus, bonus, also at um, at nine and eleven. Also, yes, um, but also in Ron Colley Hall. Um, so yeah, church and Ron Colley Hall, but both at nine and both at eleven. Yep, trying to accommodate as many people as possible. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll have ample parking, ample seats for everyone, uh, ample patience for the crowds, mm-hmm. and ample Cadbury eggs. <laughs> Do you like Cadbury eggs? No, um, they look disgusting. Uh- <laughs> Oh, I think my wife loves Cadbury eggs. So if I get any, I know who to pass. You them can to. pass them on to Claire. She'll be very grateful. What when you were a kid? What was like the number one candy in your Easter basket? Well, you got you had to do the the Reese's cup. Oh, absolutely. The, the Reese's fa- eggs and the oh, fact yeah, that they're yeah, egg yeah. shaped made like them even better. Oh, absolutely, they taste better in an egg instead of just right. a cup shape. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I a little easier to eat. You're not gonna you know, cut your throat on the the sharp edges. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Safety first. Right. Safety in all things. Okay, so, wow, that's a lot. A lot. There's a lot coming up in the next week, yeah. but um, boy, is it exciting. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we, there's no place we'd rather be than right here with all of you celebrating yep. Holy Week. So come be with us. Um, the scripture readings will speak to you. The homilies will be magnificent. The music will be inspiring. And, of course, the— Most of those things will be true. The <laughs> but if, you, if, you've never, um, if you've never been to any of these— Triduum, the Triduum's a three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, into Sunday. Yeah. Um, if you've never been, just maybe this is your year. Yeah. You know, because it really is. Um, it really is great uh, to participate in those, so if, especially if you've never gone. Um, we just invite you in a special way to consider that. Absolutely. You know, one of the cool things about John the 23rd, most of our, most years, Holy Week is very well attended around here. So great. it's it's a nice way uh, for people to kind of get into that rhythm. Um I do think, and I don't mean this uh, uh, to offend anybody whatsoever, so please take it in that way, but there is a disconnect when you leave on Palm Sunday and you don't come back till Easter Sunday, right? Um, there's a lot that's happening in between, so try to come this year and, and be a part of as much yeah. as you can. Like, like Spy Wednesday. <laughs> like Spy Wednesday. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Is that? It reminds me of the cartoon Spy vs. Spy with the, with the, they had the long noses. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Inspector Gadget. Oh. Like, go, go, Gadget. Go, go, Gadget Arms. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that cartoon? Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, so, as we said, this weekend there are two gospel readings. Yep. The first one will be the story of Jesus coming into the city. That's the one we're going to read here on the podcast. Yep. The second one during the normal gospel time of the Mass will be the Passion according to Matthew. We're not going to read that on the podcast, but have at it yourself prior to Mass this weekend. Uh, but let's get into this first gospel reading. Yeah. Which actually might be nice to read the Passion anyway, because especially, I mean, it's nice how we do it with the different parts and everything, you know. Sure. Um, but to just sort of read through it prayerfully, you know, outside of that, I think is... It's important, too. Mm, Great. But here's our um, gospel from Matthew 21. When Jesus and the disciples drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find an ass tethered and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them here to me. 
and if anyone should say anything to you, reply, The master has need of them. Then he will send them at once. This happened so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Say to daughter Zion, Behold, your king comes to you, meek and riding on an ass and on a colt, a foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the ass and the colt and laid their cloaks over them, and he sat upon them. The very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and strewed them on the road. The crowds preceding them and those following kept crying out and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken and asked, Who is this? And the crowds replied, This is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is almost the scene, you know, we hear this in some form every year. And so I'm, I'm trying not to be deluded in my appreciation of what's taking place. But really, th- when you think of Jesus Christ, the man that we know and who, who we believe him to be, this is what you expect people to be doing, right? Like, right. oh, they finally got it right. Good job, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. this is what we would do too, right? Wink, you know. Um, so this one feels good. Then it's going to be a little jarring about 20 minutes later when right. we read the Passion reading. <laughs> right, and everyone's running away from them. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this is very celebratory, and it's kind of cool even in the liturgy how we you know, get to, I don't want to use the word reenact, but commemorate right. uh, to honor what took place with the palm branches. And then also we'll be singing Hosanna to the Son of David. Uh, as we process from Roncalli down to the church. So we do get to commemorate it kind of in a, a special way. An interesting thing with this uh, passage, it just sort of reminds us that a lot of the um, the prayers and things uh, that we have at Mass are right out of the Scriptures. Mm. And so, you know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Um, I mean, that's, we quote that, you know, in, every, uh, mass. every Mass, you know, is uh, part of the, the holy, holy, holy. And so... You know all the all these prayers that we have. You know have all these um, scriptural uh, references to them, which I think is is really cool. And then w- when we hear them come up during mass, it's good to kind of have that context of, oh yeah, I know what this. Is. I I know the scripture, or I know where it comes from. I know how these different pieces of the mass have been put together. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, how do, where do they come up with this? You know. But a lot of it's just right out of. <laughs> Why do you say that? Out of the out of the scripture, well, someone somewhere might have wondered that once. I don't know. But, I no, I think it's a very good, yeah, a very good question. I think well, I think it helps to enter more into our appreciation of mass and knowing that it, it does come from you know so many scriptural places. Well, I remember back in was it 2010 when we had the new translation of mm-hmm. of the mass in English. That was a great moment to be reflecting and teaching and learning on right. why we say what we say at mass and right, where it comes from. Yeah, e- exactly. Um, and those were wonderful moments of I can I remember very vividly at like a choir practice like sitting down and going through okay here are the changes this is where it comes from and it was really neat to kind of talk through those and mm-hmm. and learn together about what what the changes were going to be and of course they seemed really odd at first right. we're gonna say and with your spirit or mm-hmm. consubstantial or mm-hmm. all, Lord you shall not come under my roof I'm not mm-hmm. worthy to have you enter under my roof right now they just roll off the tongue and right. so. We don't want to also get complacent 13 years later. Right. Right. What's cool about this passage uh, is it does tie in um, the prophets as well. 
you know, so this happened so that what had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. You know, say to daughter Zion, behold, your king comes to you, meek and riding on an ass, and on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. That's prophet Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. And so uh, Matthew especially is um, big into that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament. Hmm. And so throughout Matthew, there's uh, Old Testament quotes, uh, references. And so we see that that here, that Jesus is fulfilling, um, that we have, you know, this, our great um, Christ the King, as we celebrate at the end of the liturgical year. Sure. You know, who's who's coming to us, and he is fulfilling, you know, God's plan of, of getting his people back, well, which is awesome. <laughs> I like that. Get the people back. That's right. I'm thinking, as you were saying that, I'm thinking too in these crowds. Let's let's do just a little speculation here. Yeah. How many people really believed it, and how many people were just going along with the crowd? Right. Right. And were there people that were just like in their houses and saying, "What's going on out there? Let's you know, let's run out. We, we hear some commotion. Let's see what's going on." And then they just kind of joined in. Who are the organizers? You know, I, I just have all these questions about that. And then the translation to, do we really believe it in our own faith, or do we just go along with the crowd sometimes as well? Yeah, they're kind of going through the motions by you know, throwing down their cloaks because everybody else is. And I don't know, maybe people sometimes feel like you know, going through the motions in their own life of faith or at, yeah. at Mass. But I think this passage reminds us, too, like, what are we really laying down before the Lord? Mm. I think that's that's a good uh, question that comes out of this passage. Um yeah, what is it that we're laying down before him and, and proclaiming? Um, yeah, or are we just going through the motions? Uh, we're since laying down our lives, you know, before him. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, we're not, like, to, to lay down their cloak, that was something that would, would have been very valuable to them at the time, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they didn't have a whole, you know, armoire filled of them you know they probably had one no walk-in closets right with yeah. with vanities inside of them yeah with a button you press and it turns and oh it which cloak right shall i, I wear know. today yeah but cloak you, check the <laughs> cloak check the idea that you know are we are we going through the motions and just laying down something that's mm-hmm. not that we're not really going to miss or we don't care if something mm. happens to it necessarily or are we really giving at our all and laying our most valuable thoughts, ideas, hopes, anxieties, possessions, whatever it may be in front of him as well. Um, because it's easy sometimes just to be like, oh, well, you know, I gave a little something to church or, it, and I, I'm not speaking just financially, right. I'm, I'm talking also spiritually, but um, what are we laying down and how valuable is it to us? Especially as we're, we really are entering into this time where Jesus sort of takes everything to himself uh, and looks to looks to redeem it. Uh, and and rise to a new life from it. Um, so what is it that, yeah, that we're, we're laying before the Lord and, and, and giving it to him so he can just continue to transform it? And that's part of what Lent's been about. And here we are in this uh, final uh, final week. Um, and I think we really need to enter into that in a special way. Mm-hmm. Another question I have about this, just as we kind of contemplate some of the images in this gospel is, what happened to the crowd afterwards? After he passed by and he kept going on down the road, were they changed as a result of this? Sure. Did they pick their cloak back up? What did they do with the palm branches? What were they saying to each other? Were they telling other people about the experience? Did they go back just to their normal lives as a result of it? Um, 
And then the question is, how are we changed yeah. as a result of what we experience every time we get to enter into this Holy Week? Or even or even Mass or some other experience, whether it's the night of worship or something, it's like, well, well that was nice, but I'm just going to sort of pick up my cloak and just sort of go about my life. Yeah. Um, or did that, do we really allow that to be transformational for us in the way that it's really meant to be? Yeah. Well, we were just talking about that um, last week. We mentioned the Lenten night of worship that we had, and people in the parish that were present really talked about what a prayerful, spiritually profound night that was for them just to be in the presence of Jesus, mm-hmm. to worship, to pray, to go to reconciliation, maybe just to sit in silence. Yeah. I mean, that can be very valuable in this mm-hmm. fast-paced world. Um, so this is this week is an opportunity to kind of even double down on that and mm-hmm. say, okay, what are we going to really get out of this week? Mm-hmm. What is... Oh, I don't even like saying that, though, because that's very me-centered. What sure. am I going to get out of this week? What does Jesus have in store for us this week? What am I going to put into this week, mm-hmm. right? What am I going to sacrifice and lay down f- in this week so that I can come out on the other side closer? Right. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Almighty God, we um, we do ask that this week be, be holy, that it enables us in a special way to... Focus on you and it's the abundance of your love for us, um, the way that you have um, fulfilled your promises um, and remained faithful by bringing us to life. Um, help us to offer to you um, what needs to be offered so that it can be transformed by your grace and by your, by your love and by your life. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Stain us this day and each day in that love in the Holy Spirit and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go get you uh, some Reese's eggs for our next podcast. Can't have them yet, but maybe next time.